All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Just real quick, uh, I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And I am Pablo Morale Martinez. And together we are the and Robots versus Taxes <laughs> Robots versus Taxes program. Yeah, fuck it. On Radio, on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> this, is a, uh, this is a professional operation we have going on here, in case you couldn't tell. Oh God! Oh man, we are fucking pros. Yeah. We are fucking pros. Uh, we just want to go in a little more on uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, especially episode six, the season finale. Yeah, dude, we uh, damn it, we lost um, a lot of our original conversation about this. But let's uh, make a quick reference to what we were talking about with uh, with regards to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, that was my fault, by the way. Just so you people know, uh, do not do not mess with your power cords while you're recording because uh, it'll fuck you up. Damn it! It'll fuck you up. <laughs> happens, happens every or, once in a while. Or you know what? Uh, I choose not to take responsibility. I'm going to say Hydra. You know? Yeah, fucking Hydra did it. <laughs> fucking Hydra did it. Yeah. So um, so yeah, just uh, the opening of this final episode was. You know, they jump right into the action and they reveal Sam's new costume, uh, courtesy of the Wakandans. And he flies in and he kicks ass and the shield is magnetic and it clings to his back just like it did with Steve Rogers. And it looks awesome. You were saying that it jumped uh, right off of the pages of the comics, right? Yes, it did. And it looks fantastic. I loved it. And then... And then you drop the other shoe. <laughs> well, I mean, I agree. Literally. Don't get I let it never be said that I don't agree that the costume looks dope as fuck. It's comic accurate. They translate it. It looks great on Anthony Mackie, but um it it's almost too new. Like it looks like a sneaker. It looks like a fresh pair of yes. kicks that you pull out of the box and you put on and you're he he was like crisp. Yeah. He was so crisp. He had the new sme- sneaker smell that I love so much <laughs> that I commented before. Like, you know, I would be, if I was in the scene, I'd be just smelling him, just being like, <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff. That's the, that, he's the new Air Jordans, right? He's the Air Jordans, like, get it? Oh, Because ah, yeah. he flies. Dude. He turns around, and looks at you, he's like, "Can I help you?" And <laughs> just like, "Oh, sorry." One of his wings unfurls, and he just gently pushes you away. <laughs> he like, nudges me off screen. Uh, like it's obvious right. I'm an extra that's been hired for the day, and I'm just like, <laughs> "I just wanted to get FaceTime. <laughs> want to get recognized by my mom. Hi, mom. I'm in this show. It's my show." Pablito, get off the fucking screen. <laughs> <laughs> 
But his costume is so new and so crisp. It's like you can tell he's dropping silica packets as he flies around. You know, that stuff that keeps the moisture out of the box. But um, I hope that in future in future appearances and in Captain America 4 that they um, play with the color and texture just a little bit. Just to, um, I don't know, just to enhance it a little bit because right now he... I don't know, man. He looks like he looks like he waited online for that costume yeah. for like eight hours. <laughs> eight hours. Like uh, the like you, sneakerheads all over YouTube are gonna be like <laughs> don't like delivering uh you know hour long you know uh, YouTube uh, uh, videos. <laughs> God, I lost the word there. Fucking shit. People, people are gonna be like, you shouldn't wear it. It's it's gonna decrease in value. You know. <laughs> It's like I have to fight crime. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't get dirty, you know. <laughs> you got dirty, you gotta get clean. Oh man, can you imagine when he goes back home? Like he has the costume, he's cleaning it, he has like a toothbrush, and he's getting into <laughs> like all the little details of the costume. Just like oh fucking grime. Oh, this this serves me right for fighting crime in New York. Yeah, fuck's sake, man. When I have to <laughs> fight someone named Batrock the Leaper. In Arizona, <laughs> in the Arizona desert. <laughs> Yo, did they kill ba- Batrock? Batrock. Yeah, he's dead. Okay, good. I fucking you can say that he kicked the bucket. Oh. RVT, serving you all your dad joke needs <laughs> since 2017. Yeah. Um. So Batrock, uh, I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> did you have something? Did you have something against the French? No, he was he was just like I liked him in the win in uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, mm. I thought his um, that his reappearance, his reemergence in this uh, episode and in this series overall was kind of like started off pretty cool like he's the main villain that they gotta i like that they bring back recurring villains on this show yeah yeah um because i hate that marvel kills off all its villains so um i was happy to see him again and then i was like okay he's worn out his welcome like the show is about the flag smashers i want to see about the flat i want to see the flag smashers do their thing Mm. um i don't want to see fucking batrock the leaper because he he's annoying now he's french some about him rubs me the wrong way maybe it's the pretentiousness with which he God, you're just he, which with with which he feels about uh modern american cinema um <laughs> just, he insists that everything be black and white and you know speak to existential <laughs> all right. ennui all right you're projecting onto this guy uh, now <laughs> I, I heard him i heard him he was holding a bag that's some bad he, run-ins <laughs> It's like, no, Savat is the best martial arts. It's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, well. Whatever. He's dead now. Yeah, he's we'll dead. Never see, <laughs> we'll never see him again. Unless, you know, comic books. You never know. Yeah. Um, he's always, he's, but, he's still alive in the comics. Um, Just, you know. <laughs> whatever. I'm glad he's dead in, in the MCU. <laughs> um. <laughs> So what else? What else with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? 
Um, uh, wow. We... we... We also uh, spoke about uh, Sam's speech uh, with the world leaders after he saved them. Yes. I Look, I thought it was good. Felt, mm-hmm. I felt like a rushed book report that was beautifully written, <laughs> but it's all in the wrong font. Um, <laughs> there are some stylistic choices that didn't agree with me very much. Uh, it was over-edited. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, the last paragraph is in Comic Sans. So <laughs> I felt like, uh, it, it, look, it, it's, it's well written. It's, look, what he had to say was really spoke to me with regards to how people feel about Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, right wing people who lean towards the right are quick to villainize these people and say like, uh, and not question um, why, why, especially Black Lives Matter. Why is Black Lives Matter so angry? Why do they mm. start riots? Why, why, why? And it's because of um, of injustice at large that they feel mm. that has gone on for too long not to be ignored now that's not a, i'm not equating that with uh carly's story because carly yeah sure for no sure. reason took a left turn and blew up you know innocent victims for some because the because the, the story needed her to be bad um mm. but uh you know with with sam basically talking to these world leaders um he shone a light on the nuances that go behind the ugly politics that that happen in modern day. So I was really happy with that. I didn't like the fact that he was basically like, you know, he was scolding. He basically gave like a talk down to world leaders <laughs> and, uh, and they felt real bad. And then they decided <laughs> to change their ways, you know? And then I'm like, that's, that's not something that happens. It's kind of silly. Feels a little silly. To be yeah. like, you know, you bad. You bad, me good. <laughs> when you bad, you do bad. But me good and me tell you you bad. And that's not bad. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking. Yeah, they could have reworked that scene um, a bit. But I, I I, get the message they were trying to uh, uh, convey to us. But uh, like like I said before, uh, in addition to the costume, hopefully they will rework the way he uh, interacts with other characters and issues um, in iterations going forward. But I really like what they have established. Um, I really like that uh, Bucky... Let's talk about real quick uh, that scene where Bucky finally uh, confronts the father of the young man that he killed while he was the Winter Soldier. Um, personally, I was hoping that the old man would just start kicking his ass like he was T'Challa because it seems like <laughs> it seems like whenever Bucky uh, crosses that line, somebody is just on his ass. First, it was with T'Challa. Then it was with Tony Stark when he found out that uh, fucking Bucky killed his parents. Um, the way he went after him, it was just like he almost took down that whole fucking building. So I was hoping this, you know, this guy would, uh, that would have been hilarious. That would have been hilarious. Like if all of a sudden, like he does, like, you know, there's this tearful moment where he confesses his sins and he's like, 
your son. I mur- the, the Winter Soldier murdered him, and the Winter Soldier was me. And, like, the guy's, like, you know, starting to, like, really tear up and that his tears are, you know, dropping onto his clothes. And, and then all of a sudden, he's just like, no. Now you die, you know, and it's just like the, the chair t- that he's in, it turns into a suit, and then it's just like, oh, shit, not, you know, Bucky's like, oh, shit, not again. It's just wailing on his ass, just flying through the streets, just like beating the, you think you could be killed by son and get away with it. I was a different guy. <laughs> How is it that you have a suit? You know, it's <laughs> blows off his arm with a fucking, you know, uh, you know, repulsor ray from his chest. A unibeam. Jeez. I am off my game. Uh, so it was, you know, that would have made it really <laughs> worth the price of admission, but totally, completely not in tune with everything else. So, um, that was really heartfelt, though. Uh, I, I'm, I shed a tear. Like that. That was very. Th- this this episode was full of moments that felt really emotional. Um, mm. How they conveyed these emotional moments, in some respects, felt a little slapdash and sloppy. Um, mm. Where that didn't exist, though, was in how it handled um, Isaiah Bradley. Wow. Oh, yes. That part was I was just like, this is this this is the best part of this show. Oh man. I mean, they they didn't shy away with uh what it is to be a black man serving your country, uh in this uh in this example, America. And the really checkered no, not even checkered, dark history uh that there is with that. Um and Isaiah conveying that to Sam was, I don't know, it it hit really deep and it makes for a really informed narrative and interesting character development. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more of that type of thing uh, going forward with Sam and his depiction of Captain America. Uh, I I really felt the emotion when Sam took him to the uh, war museum and showed that there's a new installation that finally recognizes his contribution uh, to the country and history. And you can see Isaiah's face. He's just like, I, I mattered. Like I really, really mattered. And people will know now. Um, I, I just, that little bit of acting from uh, the gentleman who was playing Isaiah was just like, wow. It just, he he just everything else on the screen just sort of like fell away it was just like you felt like 50 years or more of pain just sort of like release at that moment so my hat's off to him yeah i um uh i really 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 like that actor uh i think his name is carl lumley Mm. um i know him of course as the mantis For those who don't know what Mantis is, Mantis was a superhero TV show on Channel 5, on Fox 5, um, that 
was kick-ass, and I loved every Guilty Pleasure episode. And it's not on DVD, and it's not on Blu-ray, and I don't know where to get it. And the fact that it's not on physical media is a crime. And I will... That's a hill I will die on. Anyway. um, (laughs) I really... (laughs) Go back to Carl Lumley. I really like that actor. He is also the voice of... um, Martian Manhunter in Justice League. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the Justice League cartoon and Justice League Unlimited. Uh, and uh, he's fucking awesome. Uh, uh, he is. And I, I really like that, what he had to say, and, and, and like that, that whole moment where he went to the museum. I, I teared up again. I, that was really, especially him looking at that statue, which I was like, the statue is cool. It looks a little creepy in the eyes. It's, a little, it's got those like never blinks, you know, <laughs> weird. It looks at any moment it's going to start moving. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I also like they're setting up Eli Bradley as a Patriot. I hope that there's a young Avengers mm. moving in the Patriot. Uh, had one of the coolest scenes in the civil in the civil war comic book um mm. where he is running away from uh tony stark's uh superhero registration goons and he jumps off a building and there's this really cool like splash page where he's jumping from building to building mm-hmm. and it, it just looks really cool anyway um Fucking Patriot, I, I I hope that they're setting that actor up for a cushy job as the, <laughs> one of the newest um, in the Marvel canon, in the Marvel film canon. So, Well, with all these young characters who are following in the footsteps of some of the like Marvel legends that we've had for the last 11, 12 years, uh, I definitely think there's a, a Young Avengers uh, project uh, coming up. So um, hopefully... Hopefully he lands that gig and he's uh, he's part of the team. That'd be cool. Um, uh, all right, let's let's jump to U.S. Agent. I hated that they made him <laughs> kind of likable at the end. They were uh, they were gun shy, and then they were just like, "No, we can't make him too much of a bad guy." Um, and I'm like, uh, "Oh, the fact that he's helping them at the end feels real clumsy." Um, they should have been fighting him at the end, not like. Honestly, I thought he was gonna let those like uh, world leaders die in that fire. Like I thought he was just like, you know, revenge is worth more to me than people's lives. But no, he mm. he ends up helping all of them. I I kind of hate what. If they're smart, they can uh, turn this this plot line into. Uh, something that really highlights his derangement and probably deep down fucked upness because he was willing at the drop of a hat to uh, murder that flag smasher in a foreign country. Um, He at one point was going to do it to Sam as well. But when it comes down to a whole bunch of like uh, politicians, um, suddenly uh, he finds his morals. It's like, okay, when you can clearly see he's up against uh, 
and I'm going there. When he's up against non-whites, he's just like, yeah, no, time to take your head off. Shit, I just contradicted myself because he was going to do right. the same thing to Buck. He was going to do the right, same thing right. to Bucky before before Sam saved him. Okay. You know what? You know right. what it is? You know what it is? He feels racist, right? He does. He, he, right? he does. <laughs> Dude, like I, I'm I'm on your side. I'm on your side here. Okay. I, I, I feel like they're doing their best to cover that yeah. up. It's like, look, he has a black wife. Um, yeah. His best friend was black. Um, <laughs> he wears black underwear. Um, <laughs> his new suit is black. Yeah. <laughs> black! <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But you know, underneath it all, He's got a copy of Mein Kampf underneath his bed. You know it. You fucking oh hell, hell yeah, hell yeah. You know it. You yeah. know it. Oh god. You know he said the n word with the hard er at some point while watching a basketball game. Something about oh, him. Man. Something about him stinks. And I and I I refuse to believe that um, that Marvel is is telling the truth. It's sugarcoating it by being like. <laughs> Exactly all the things that you said. It's like, he, it's impossible for him to be racist. For he has taken a picture, uh, you know, with, you know, in a public, in an urban area with public school kids. <laughs> he quotes Martin Luther King all the time. <laughs> he owns a dashiki, you know, it's like, oh, that's uh, all. Oh, there's a college picture of him somewhere with dreads. You just know oh, there. Is. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Man. He's in, there's there there's a college picture of him with the fucking blackface. He's doing it. He, <laughs> he he him and the prime minister fucking Canada are like arm in arm. And they're just like, <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> I knew it. So, um, jeez, <laughs> jeez. Oh my god. So, uh, so yeah, uh, uh, U.S. agents. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that they made him a quasi. Like they, they made him fun at the end. It's like no, no, no. He murdered someone in cold blood, like in front of uh, a, a crowd of people on a world stage because he was recorded on, you know, on film. You know, basically, he was recorded mm. for TV. I'm glad that Bucky still gave him the side eye. Like there was at one point he was shining a buddy up to him and he was just like, Bucky was like, no, no motherfucker. He's like, yeah. it's not like that. Don't even try it. <laughs> Kick rocks, you know? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. But over, overall uh, it was, a, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. It was, it's a good series. Uh, just like WandaVision. I have, I have some problems with it. Maybe even deeper problems than I did with WandaVision just because of the political aspect to it. Um, mm. But uh, overall, solid show. Solid show. De definitely. Uh, it, it's definitely more than anything DC has ever done uh, with regards to uh, addressing um, topical uh, issues and uh, like uh, politics, you know, in terms of its politics, you know, uh, because I, I can't remember if DC had uh, done anything else like this other than like I remember you brought up before uh, the um, 
the Native American character in Wonder Woman. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, uh, overall, <laughs> good show. Uh, what about... Uh, what about... What about... Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Um, are we going to talk about Invincible or... Yes, yes. Let's talk about Invincible because this... This latest episode, um, I'm a little traumatized. I got to tell you, uh, it it kind of, on in some aspects, it it made me feel it made me feel exposed. And I'll and I'll tell you, I'll tell you the the specific scene. It was when um, Mark is his name. Yeah, Mark. Ooh, Mark. Invincible, invincible. Yeah. 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 Sorry. For some reason, you know, when it comes down to characters' names. It takes a while for it to actually like sink in for me. But when Mark finally, you know, he's he's trying to get his girl back and they get to her house after being away and he's about to tell her at the door and she slams the door in his face. So he shows up in her room. You know, he's in his suit. He takes off his mask and he's just like, I'm invincible. That's why I've always been late. That's why I've been this, this, and that. And he says this with such a look of like relief and almost a little smugness. And she's just like, yeah, I know. He's like, what? And he's just like, she's, she's like, I figured it out weeks ago. Like, I know that you're invincible, but you still lied to me. And I got to tell you at that moment, uh, because up until this point, I, I thought to myself, oh man, if I was in his shoes, I would just have to tell her like, because that would fix everything. That's what was going on in my mind. I was like, if I was in that, that would fix everything. She would understand. Everything would be great. I'd be a great guy. And when she called him out on his shit, I was just like, fuck. I'm still fucking wrong. <laughs> you know, I got a problem with the way that was written, you know? Um, because. <laughs> All right, Jack, tell us. <laughs> I'm glad you gave me this time to get in the driver's seat. Yeah, all right. No, all right. no more. So um, basically, I'm like, when she said that, I don't know, this this might make me sound real pig-headed. Uh, and I, I fear that. But at the same time, I got to be honest. I got to be me. Be you. Yeah. So... This lady is acting like she's Zazie Beats. She is not Zazie Beats. She's a high schooler. Um, <laughs> fuck. If he didn't tell her his secret identity, it was because he was trying to keep her safe from the fact that he was accruing villains by the minute and he was protecting her life. So if she wants to, like, play like i'm better than you and i'm getting up on my high horse and you can kick rocks because you're a silly boy it's like you know lady you know you ain't you ain't gold you ain't shit you're fucking high school oh my <laughs> god what the f- so if, but, I, if but- i was trying to protect you Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't reveal my identity to you, despite the fact that there are people who are probably trying to kill me, um, who w- would in turn kill you for knowing me. You know, I'm sorry I spared you of that. 
you know, <laughs> I just felt like, you know, nah, I don't see it. I don't. I feel like that was a little ham-fisted. <laughs> God damn. Do you, am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? Be, to be honest, am I wrong? <laughs> It feels wrong. It feels wrong to have this point of view. <laughs> I got to admit, I'm kind of stuck on the whole, you know, who does she think she is? She's not Zazie Beats. Yeah. I was like, God damn. I would understand if it was Zazie Beats. You don't lie to Zazie Beats, right? You lie to fucking high schooler. Because she ain't, she ain't shit. And like if she gets killed. By some supervillain or an assassin or some shit, people are gonna get sad, but it's not like Zazie Beats sad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, I added that last bit to be an asshole. But... All right. All right, that's uh. <laughs> Keep that in. I don't care who hears. <laughs> That's known. That's known now. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. That is my point of view. I know it's... I, know, I can feel it in my bones. I know it's wrong. But, you know, that's just how I feel. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Hey, you're, you are... <laughs> you are allowed to have your perspective. That You know, that I can't... I can't disagree with all of it. I'm going to wrestle with the Zazie Beats angle a little bit, but okay, I've, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, right. <laughs> like, please, please but, offer, offer a counterpoint. Cause it's just, I don't have one. That's okay. what I have to, I have to wrestle it for a little while. And then you know, I'll, I'll let you your know. Heart, you know, I'm right. You know <laughs> oh man. But, um, the, uh, the part where they resurrected, uh, the immortal, uh, Holy crap. To Holy face crap. off yeah. uh, against um, Mark's father, uh, that was brutal. First, of, first of all, I could completely feel the emotion of the immortal as soon as he gained consciousness. He was just like, "Ah, ah what happened? Where is that motherfucker?" You know, it's like, <laughs> "Whoa, whoa!" That dude um, was pissed. I mean, how pissed. How mad would you be if, like, you knew who killed you and then you came back to life? Like, you'd want you'd want some words at the very least. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no. Of course, I'm out for blood. I'm out for revenge. Um, <laughs> this is it's it's the crow all over again, man. You might as well start <laughs> blasting the cure right now. <laughs> Because I'm gonna put on the white white makeup with black accents, tasteful black accents, and then go out there and kick some ass. You mean you would paint your face in shadow smiles? Yeah, that's exa- exactly it. That's, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> luring me away from uh, 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 good good intentions. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> so with the immortal i understand his rage um i i felt like he was even with his rage like okay here's the thing right another mm-hmm. thing with this thing all right where i found myself disagreeing with this show so the immortal gets mad 
and goes after Omni-Man. That's like if, let's say, Dwayne The Rock Johnson killed me, right? Jesus. And I came back to life, and I still wanted to fist fight him. I'm like, there is no way, even with my crow powers, that I would ever defeat him in hand-to-hand combat. Because he is The Rock, and I'm just a... You know... My, my, crow, my, my beautiful voice be damned, uh, but beautiful voice does not make a good fighter. I would get my ass handed to him again and again. Not if you're the crow. Well, yeah, I mean, like, look, if I, even if I was the crow and like I'd be able to heal from all my wounds, the yeah. rock would just keep killing me again and again <laughs> and again. Like, there is no fucking way I would fucking win in a fist fight with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dude looks no. like a brick fucking shit house. He's easily got two feet on me. Like I, two feet, Jesus. Look, dude, you're you're underestimating your ability to have an imagination. You are the crow. Right. You could use your ability, even if he's bigger and stronger than you, you could use your ability to defeat him. You could, right. you could, you could grab him and dive into traffic. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, dude, dude, I, I agree with you. Right. That's because uh, like, that's a smart tactic. What the immortal uses is not a smart tactic. That's true. That is very the immortal d- does basically what I said. He like fights the me fighting the right the Dwayne the Rock Johnson like in a fist fight, just straight like he knows he sees it coming. There's no cleverness <laughs> to it, uh, and it's like street rules, and it's a fair fight. Like I'm just like I I totally I want to fight this a fair fight. It's gonna be clean, you know. I'm gonna throw maybe some jabs at your balls, but overall. It's a, it's a, like, it's me fighting you. Dude, mm. he's gonna fucking, like, break my head backwards, like fucking War Woman in the fucking first episode. Just like, ah, oh, God. You know? Oh, shit. <laughs> Made me cough, oh. cough blood all over my Christopher Walken t shirt. So, oh, man, the way they depict violence and death in this show, I know. it is, it's on a whole other level. I mean, and every other, even, even when you watch a show like The Boys, right, it's gruesome, but to a certain extent, they make it they make it spectacular or quick. There's something about the way they depict death in this show where you see the characters suffering for yeah. a little while before they go or express fear. It's like their like, body twitches and they're like not all the way dead yet. You could tell that they're suffering. Like, just, you're right. They're suffering, so... It's fun. When oh man, when um, why can't I remember Mark's father? Uh, Omni Man is Omni Man. Thank you. When Omni Man punches the immortal right through the torso, um, at that moment was am- amazing. He basically everybody... Supermaned him right with fucking yep. injustice. That's exactly what I thought of. Is when Superman put his uh, forearm through the Joker. Like that's exactly what I thought of. But seeing everybody's reaction like oh my god like this is what he he does to people and then the immortal just sort of like absorbing as much as he could for that second and still so enraged he managed to try to put, gouge out <laughs> omni-man's eyes 
gouge out his eyes and he was going to do it too. I mean, when you look at his eyes afterward, it was just like clearly it was doing some sort of damage. I mean, if anything, that's a little reassuring that Omni-Man, he's, he's got amazing stamina, but he is not completely invulnerable. Um, and then he fucking chopped him in half again. Uh, so I mean, <laughs> when that happened, I mean, like it was gruesome, yeah. But I was like, damn, this motherfucker went after him twice, and Omni Man told him to kick rocks twice. <laughs> mm. What What do you think is up with the the whole plot point where he's asking everybody else to trust him? First, his wife then his son like it's like obviously trust is an ongoing uh, uh theme in the show but there's there's nothing about him that says he can be trusted and there's nothing in the plot that i can see that says he has a reason for doing what he has done thus far oh man i hmm hmm i uh, I'm not sure like I have a, a straight answer for that because I've read the comic, so I know his plan. Um, oh, okay. So, um, but the way this, the, the show is taking a lot of leaps away from its source material. So okay. I'm not sure what his, like maybe the, his plan is completely different from how it is in the comic book. And if it did that, mm. then I'd be blown. Like this, this show has already wowed me, except in the the episode before this this one. In the episode before this one, I was kind of like, "This is silly." Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but this episode was pretty solid. So uh, with regards to Nolan and his character growth, and the fact that like not even a small nuclear weapon can fucking kill him. Um, <sighs> So I was I, I I think that he's acting he's telling people to trust him because a lot like Superman he's convinced that his aims are just despite the fact that they looked very unjust. Um, mm. So I don't know. Look, I, like right off the bat when I I hadn't read the entire comic book yet. Uh, when I was first started watching Invincible, I was watching it fresh with very limited knowledge of the book and it, mm-hmm. and and its story. Uh, I thought that Omni Man was like Apocalypse, where he's trying to make he's trying to weed out the weak superheroes from the strong ones. Damn. So uh, for to what purpose I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I mean, so far, that could be one of the theories that goes into this new retelling of this story. So I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued. So far, this show has done the impossible. It started to gain an, a new, a big following mm-hmm. um, despite not being a comedy uh, TV show. It's mm. not it, – this show isn't like – it's not a Rick and Morty you know, it's not a uh, South Park. It's not uh, Simpsons. It's not a Family Guy. It's this is a superhero drama show, hmm. and 
you know, it, it, I hate to, I, I keep thinking to myself, man, anime has been doing this for years. <laughs> and it took a superhero story to get that, like, a, a very American superhero story to get people into watching this show and to get as many fans as it does because it does, this does feel like it's getting a lot of traction. Hmm. I mean, so so it's doing what anime hasn't been able to do in a long time, gain a pretty significant popular following for a action cartoon show. So with hmm. with zero like uh this is a joke this is a joke obviously this is a family comedy you know hmm good call good yeah. call uh, i mean uh, what do you think is going to be the end game of of um of uh, uh invincible <sighs> i think eventually uh invincible will have to fight omni man to Possibly the death. Um, if anything, there's going to be something that fractures that family uh, irrevocably. Yeah. Do you think that he's gonna that Omni Man is gonna kill Adam Eve? Um, I think there's a strong possibility because she seems to be encapsulating uh, slowly as as she's coming into her own what the ideal superhero is supposed to be is supposed to be which is someone who is in service to the greater good to society um and she's discovering that on her own she's not being dictated to uh she's seeing what needs to be done and she's doing it yeah whereas whereas omni man seems to have some sort of shadowy agenda and if something is not in line with that agenda it has to be eliminated um, and I just get the feeling that his agenda is not that of the greater good. So ine inevitably they have to come up against each other and he seems to slaughter every single person that he comes up against. So I felt um, bad for the dude who got his spine ripped out. He got his spine crushed. Yeah. Not even ripped out. He just, he crushed it like a fucking, uh, breadstick man. Yeah. And, <laughs> And he had a moment where he was like, you know, it's been an honor, sir. And he went out like a fucking G. Yeah, he, like, did. he did. <laughs> All right. All um, right. Um, one thing real quick uh, that I wanted to bring up was uh, with regards to Invincible. I think that um, uh, a Robot, uh, there, mm. there, there's this thing that there's a thing that happens with Robot that I found really interesting in that this show feels a little bit like it's inspired by Game of Thrones. Did you did you get the sense of that especially with the robot thing because um this game this this game this show plays games with uh with the fact that it's like anybody could die at any moment. And and I haven't felt this way since Game of Thrones because mm. um robot transfers his consciousness over to a new body. And the new body is just like tells the Mueller twins that created him. Um, he's like, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to take you to jail now. And then his <laughs> his vehicle turns into a, the fucking Hulk, Hulkbuster. And <laughs> and I think that like the Mueller twins are done for 
But no, there's a moment where, you know, Robot is so, like, happy with himself that he's like, <laughs> ah, I've killed them. And then all of a sudden, they, he doesn't see that they're, uh, they assembled the gun and they're going to fucking take him out. And I'm just like, holy shit, Robot, this guy almost died for just being, like, too, like, I'm so ahead of the curve, you know? Um <laughs> So I, um, I I thought that was really interesting about this show. It was it that that moment was super interesting and another interesting part of that um of that scene it's he didn't transfer his consciousness he copied it, his yeah. consciousness into another vessel so he got to talk to his old vessel which is essentially a uh, a, a a minimally functional biological body. Uh, that he was controlling a mechanical body through. And uh, now that he has this functional uh, human form, uh, he, his older self was just like, this is what I did it for so that we can continue. Um, I want you to kill me. And he hesitated at first because to him, it's like, that's still him, you know? Yeah. And, and he was just like, no, we can we can change everything together. You don't have to die. He was like, I want this. I was just like, Jesus Christ, this show is so heavy at times. Yeah, it's, I know that ooh. part. That part made me tear up because I was just like, um, I don't know. It, it just made me tear up in a way that I, like I felt. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just felt I felt so much sympathy for this for this guy, you know, um, and I, it was it was because not because he was differently abled, but because of his degenerative disease kept him from experiencing life mm -hmm. uh, because he wasn't able to breathe. The oxygen hurt his lungs. Yeah. Um, and it, it like it made me really sympathize with them. But at the same time, like just like game of Thrones, it's like, uh, well, when it was good, uh, it introduced characters that were very sympathetic and you really felt for their cause, but because they got a little too full of themselves, they got fucking massacred. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, that's what almost happened to robot. And I was kind of pleasantly surprised that this, this show was just like, yeah, anybody could die. Anybody. Um, this world is very dangerous. So, yeah, I'm I'm fucking psyched. I love this show. I love this show a lot. Um, and that's I part can't... of what. Ma yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, no. Um, that's part of what makes it interesting. It's not, it's not formulaic to what a vast uh, majority of shows uh, sus subscribe to. It's yeah. like, you know, most shows, you know, the good guy is going to go through some shit, but in the end they'll come through with, with shows like this. It's not necessarily going to be fair or good or, or happy, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, so and I just hope that they, they keep um, a good storytelling line that is still engaging to um, us as viewers, because that was a problem that I had with the walking dead, like the mainline show. Um, after they, uh, I, I understood that this was a world in which cruelty was basically common, but there was a point and I know the exact point. It was when they killed Glenn. Yeah. 
it at that point for me it was just like oh this is just um this is just uh i'm trying to find the proper word it's depression porn it basically <laughs> what it is it's yeah it's it's, just, it's, it's misery like, it's misery porn because it's misery like, porn much yeah. better thank you thank you it's like remember it's, this character you got attached to well he's dead yeah not only did he die but he suffered and he was humiliated and and it's tragic and there <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing about the show started feeling really repetitive where mm-hmm. um where it's so weird because the comic does the same thing and it had the same effect on me i was just like i will fuck this book yeah. and then i kept reading it and i was just like god damn it a lot of these characters are really compelling so i kept reading it uh up until a point where it started feeling redundant but not because it was killing off my favorite characters but it just was becoming redundant Mm. um i should pick it up again though but um it still had an edge to it and i feel like kirkman does have this kind of edge especially in invincible Uh, Mm. he he, uh has this edge that he lends to his stories you know, uh, I'm talking, of course, about uh, Robert Kirkman, the creator of the comic. Mm. Um, and he, I feel like never is it better exemplified this edge to his books than in this show. Like it perfectly captures like this kind of like, you know, when they when they break Black Samson's arm and they slam him into the ground, I was like, damn, Really? This character—that's fucked up, you know. Mm. And that's that's that Ed, like it, it it has a lot of pain in it for a, yes. for a show about you know people fighting in tights, you know. <laughs> they make it very clear that these guys—they're in tights. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's cool. It's cool. I I'm, I I really like that about this show, and I'm I'm. We're looking forward to the last episode, which is coming next week. Is is next week the last episode? It's the last episode, yeah. It's only eight episodes long. Oh, wow. Yeah. For the season, right? Yeah, for the season, yeah. Wow. And then we'll have to wait like a whole other year for season two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As hopefully, it is with these shows. Yeah, hopefully Yasuke will, will keep that itch from getting too out of control. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for that show. Yep. You know, Flying yep. Lotus is doing the soundtrack. Oh man, it's gonna be oh, fucking this is gonna awesome. Be dope. I can't wait. I have I, a, wait. I have a feeling it's gonna have um, a similar impact on, in regards to cool factor and everything, just coalescing together into this beautiful vision, the way uh, Samurai Champloo did back in the day. Yeah, I fucking hope so. I really fucking hope so. I can't wait. Hmm. Um, and I think that we should wrap up there. What do you think? I think, uh, I think we should. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so from both of us here, I'm Pablo Morali Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots versus Texas program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Um, and, uh, just a real quick shout out to the hoof and the rodent hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. The hoof yes, isn't yes. on Radio Free Brooklyn, but, uh, the rodent hour is, um, yeah, both quality shows. Also, listen to Auxilio, fucking my favorite punk band right now. Um, <laughs> and uh, with that, you should try keeping it real. 
but you should try keeping it right. Song of the week. Ah. Uh. <laughs>